Hello and welcome to your daily dose of commentary. Today we start with the topic, Jason Derulo is a content thief. So I stumbled across this interesting video by Scott Schaefer called Jason Derulo is the biggest content thief on YouTube. Got a little bit of traction currently, got 156,000 views. The premise of it is just Jason Derulo, you know, the guy who uh, sung songs at one point. He has a big YouTube channel, but the main content that he puts on his YouTube channel is just other people's shorts. Currently getting 1.8 billion views against 2 million subscribers over the last 30 days. So like, he'll be like this. This is just dude getting butterflies on his arm. In the thumbnail, it's just a generic clip of him not even watching the TikTok or whatever. But he's put his music over it, and so he feels he can repost it, and that's all he's doing. I'm assuming he's just got a team of people who troll TikTok, find the most popular TikToks, download them, re-upload them, put Jason's music over it, put Jason in the corner, a generic clip, and then upload it. And so you can see here, it's the same clip of him. There, 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 there. Same outfit as well. Like, how long have they been using this exact same clip of this dude? Countless, countless clips. When it says 1.8 billion views, those are, are shorts views, so they're not making as much money. He's probably making like 100k a month with this. Again, showcasing that the algorithm more values spamming out garbage than actually making something. Theft is king. I've obviously, obviously a very brief summary of this video. Feel free to go watch Scott Schaefer and his video on this. I almost feel like it's not worth including in, in my rambles because there's nothing that I can't say on this that I haven't said before. It just continues to reinforce the sort of downward spiral of what YouTube is currently. And it's questionable that YouTube has any interest in changing it. Like imagine a world where with reactors on the platform, the platform gets 100 billion views over some period. But without reactors, and, and those reactors take like half the, those views. Creators get 50 billion views, reactors get 50 billion views. But if we remove the reactors, if YouTube combated this shit, then there'd be only 95 billion views on the platform and they'd all go to creators. Now, for the creators, that'd be excellent. Their views would basically double. But for YouTube, who's only interested in getting as many views as possible for the platform as a whole, that'd be worse for them. And that's kind of what I suspect is going on here, where the more that reactors take of the platform, YouTube must believe that's still gonna be in their best interests. Although I, I just think that's personally short-sighted. Because the fewer creators who are actually support on the platform who can make a living, the less content for people to actually react to. You know, you, you need the foundation of people actually working for the filth, the parasites to, to leech off it, to survive. Guess we'll see what happens over the coming years. It's just all very depressing. Quibble Cop's new AI can now react to videos. So there has been another development in the world of attempting to make as much money in social media by doing as little as possible. React content already 99% of the way there, but Quibble Cop has released a Quibble Cop AI 2.0 that can now do reaction videos. While before it was like an animated avatar, now it looks like him. Today we're making world's best David Dobricks. Yes, you heard it right. We're making some Dobricks. So, um, yeah, just get a pen, grip your meat, put a bunch of stuff in there, just go into your garden, get everything out of your garden and put it in a pen. That, that's basically what, what we're doing here. We're going to see some magic, guys. You see this ball? You see this ball? Okay, well, it, it's not a ball anymore because now we're flattening it. As you can see, it is already looking like a brick. So just put it in your pen, make sure it gets nice and hot, and now we're going to make some solid bricks out of it. Look at that. Delicious. While arguably creativity is already dead because the existence of people who spam out half a dozen to a dozen videos a day of them just watching YouTube videos, this seals it, right? At the very least though, this is only I think like 80% of the way there to looking like an actual person doing reaction content. 
the facial expressions aren't exactly perfect. The voice clearly doesn't sound like a exact human voice. It could be like a Tyler one bad microphone sort of thing. And obviously there's not really insightful commentary there. It's just describing what's going on on screen. But obviously the distinction between this and every video that Snap Wolf has made over the last couple of years isn't very pronounced, right? But it is sad that this is the direction we're still going and that people will see stuff like this and still defend reaction content in general. It's kind of nuts. I'd love to watch Juju Jack's films rip on Snapwolf, but that would involve watching Snapwolf. Honestly, very little of his videos actually have Snapwolf in them. He only includes the parts that really matter for what he's talking about. And it's usually just him pointing out all the mistakes that Snapwolf makes and, uh, and whatnot. They're, they're pretty funny videos. I guess this thing I said here ties into it. An ideal world is one where those who do the work are the most rewarded and working harder is the best path to success. We do not live in such a world and we likely never will. Again, that isn't to say that there aren't people who work very hard and do become successful. I'm not doom and gloom to say that's impossible. But the trend, I think, is away from that. Did they use AI voices for the new Rick and Morty season? As you guys know, I think his name is Justin Rowland. He got done for a bunch of weird, creepy stuff and or illegal stuff. I didn't follow it too closely. I just, in passing, saw and heard that he was a complete scumbag. And so he was removed from his voice acting role at Rick and Morty and the other Rick and Morty clone, which I also have watched, The Odds Ones or something. What's that other show called? Solar Opposites, that's it. But of course, there's been a lot of talk about who's going to replace his voice in Rick and Morty. Obviously, the writers were the ones mainly writing the show. In fact, I think people say he only wrote like three episodes after season one or, or some nonsense. It, but it's mainly the voice. Is the voice of Rick and Morty going to change in the show? And so they released this trailer. It's a minute and 17 seconds. This is not hologram, Rick and Morty, season seven premieres, October 15th, 11 p.m. So I'm gonna tell you this immediately about this trailer. This contains both old footage, where it's Justin speaking the lines, and new footage, where it's clearly someone else. Saying this, I wonder if you can hear the difference, because I absolutely can. Hey look, Morty, I'm a leg. A leg, Morty. Found the version of me that killed my wife. You just missed it. So wait, I'm gonna stop it immediately. Hey look, Morty, I'm a leg. This is the new voice. I found the version of me that killed my wife. You just missed it. That's the uh, old one. And you can absolutely tell the difference. As a person who has used Seven Labs to make voices quite a few times now, that to me sounds like a voice made in Seven Labs. It's an AI voice. AI voices are far from perfect. Would they really meme it up and just like make a fake voice for Rick? And then like at the end of the season, just be like, yo, Rick was a robot the entire time. They said it was a different actor. Yes, they did say that, but who knows? I'm probably still gonna watch it though. I still like the show. I know it's nowhere near as good as it used to be or like as fresh and original because it was like a new concept at some point, but uh, still think it's worth it. Morty should also sound different. I, was there enough of Morty speaking there to tell? I wasn't really listen, listening to him. Morty is an easier voice to do, I think. We shall see what happens. The most popular GTA content is made for kids. So I have often said on YouTube that the most popular GTA content is stuff that you guys don't even see. And that's content that largely appeals to kids because you guys have no interest in it. It doesn't get recommended to you, but I know it exists largely because I'm just in this space. And occasionally it will just be presented to me and I'll be like, what the, why, what? And a clip of some of this garbage got uh, big on uh, Twitter yesterday. So this person says, this is what your eight-year-old cousin watches six hours a day on their tablet. I'm so excited to see how psychotic current children will be. And so it is Spider-Man knocking various different, it's, it's Mr. Beast getting knocked off, there's Rick and Morty getting knocked off uh, a, a cliff thing here, a platform, a guy from Squid Games. 
Hulk says, need money for something, and Hulk and Spider-Man jump into a slide, and they're going down the slide. Previously, he knocked off Optimus Prime, if you saw that before, and uh, he runs into Iron Man, and so they're just ragdolling down a slide, using the GTA 5 ragdoll physics, which is somewhat funny, but not that funny. There's, there's Morty, Bugs Bunny, they just hit. They're invincible, so they're not dying, but they're just going through the slide. I think it was Tails? Was that Tails? Uh, and this goes on. This is a, it's a minute 20 clip. But understand there's hundreds upon hundreds upon hundreds of videos exactly like this. Was that Doomsday? It's, it's Marshmallow Man? I recognize these characters. It's, it's, they're just sliding. Nothing is different. It's just going down a slide. This is literally for kids, but why would kids find this interesting? And we, we didn't even get to see them get to the end of the slide. This is just random violence kind of thing in a way. And so I said here, this is the most popular GT5 content, I am not joking, has always been this way. Like, to be clear, when we talk about how popular this stuff is, look at this channel here. Pro Gaming Studio. This is their Twitter. They're active on Twitter. They're tweeting out, like, every day their new videos. It might be automated, whatever. But they've only got, like, 300 followers. But on YouTube, they have 4 million subscribers. What content do they make? It's just characters ragdolling down slides. I mean, it's not just ragdolling, but it's, like, taking character from Marvel or whatever, Venom, Hulk, Spider-Man, Iron Man, I guess there's some FIFA stuff here too, putting them in GTA and then just going down slides and stuff. Their most popular video ever has 59 million views. It's not something from a million years ago or something. It's from three years ago in, in 2019. Well, I guess it's almost four years now. And all it is, is Franklin walking and falling off stuff. He, he falls on a dude, then falls on a pool. And that's, that's the clip. And it's 12 minutes of this. Look, he's falling. Wow. 60 million views. You, of course, can tell it's kids because the comments, there's only 5,000 of them. Going back to what the original person said, will this potentially have an impact on kids going into the future? Like, this isn't really violence in a way, but it is brutal damage to people's bodies. But it's not like it's graphic violence or something. Is this any better or worse than, like, Bugs Bunny bashing in Daffy Duck's head or something. Oh yeah, and, and clearly there's other, far worse stuff than this. I don't think this is gonna be that bad for kids, honestly. As, as weird as this is, as stupid as all this is, on my list of concerns, this is not high. Very interesting phenomenon though. When will we have Dark Viper kids? <laughs> I'm fortunate enough to not be in circumstances <laughs> under which I need to make that kind of content to uh, survive. This sound effects channel has a unique idea. So I had, this channel shown to me recently on YouTube. It is called Sound Effect Master. Its subscribers for the last 30 days have gone up 100,000%. Its views have gone up 12,000%. This sort of looks like to me the phenomenon that I originally saw that led to the development of my clips channel. You know, where all of a sudden short clips were valued and they just skyrocketed in the algorithm. You can see here, one subscriber, two subscribers, three, seven subscribers, and they're getting like 4,000 a day or whatever, half a million views. Now, what is this channel? You guys have likely seen on YouTube, like if you look up how to pronounce a particular word, there'll be channels that just spam out the pronunciations of words. So if you go definition cheese uh, in Google and you type and you, you press the button. Cheese. Cheese. And if you look up definition cheese or how to say cheese on YouTube, there'll be clips of this exact same thing. And they'll usually pad out to 30 seconds to make sure they can get ad revenue because you can't get mid rolls on things uh, under 30 seconds. Like to what degree the people who run these channels are actually doing them the themselves, I'm pretty sure they're not. I think they're just stealing them from like dictionary websites and stuff. But this channel is doing something a little bit different. I don't just like to 
play people's videos over there, but these are just eight second things. So for example, the most popular one is how to pronounce X, and it is the symbol of X. You know, the Twitter thing? And so you can probably guess the joke they're gonna make here. Here it says, how to pronounce pickaxe. Yeah, okay. That is how you pronounce pickaxe. Originally, it seems to actually be just sound effects. Meme fart sound effect. Wet fart meme. Long suspense sound effects. Like, I'm pretty sure that's Content 93 stuff. But the latest stuff is them putting like a weird symbol. Like, the, the, currently it's Caterpillar with saxophone. If you want to know how to say Caterpillar with saxophone, be sure to go check out this video. Interesting idea is taking something that already exists, how to pronounce things, and then turning it on its head. Original kind of idea. Impressed this person's uh, getting some traction out of this. And I hope it continues. But what interests me most about this is... I was under the impression that clips this short could no longer be particularly successful. And while the channel isn't getting like insane views, it has popped off despite having only, only all these short clips. Although it might be because of a current trend on YouTube where channels that spam out videos really fast are getting a lot more algorithmic traction than they used to. It's why reaction content is doing so well right now because you can release like six to 12 videos a day. And this person seems to be making these, one of these every three hours. They started doing this nine days ago. It took nine days of spamming these out to get the attention of the algorithm. So I'm happy for this person, but again, it's highlighting a, a worrying trend on YouTube in how this relates to reaction content, where those who take the time to create things obviously can't spam out six to 12 videos a day or whatever. It's only people who aggregate everyone else's work to themselves that can do this. And if YouTube continues to promote and give greater market share to specifically the channels that aggregate content, then it's always gonna be the case that those who actually create the things are, are gonna be behind in the system. That's not a good change. I bet you could automate all this. If you listen to them, they take some measure of creativity. The pronouncing of words absolutely could be automated. I'm sure there are automated channels for that. So again, interesting, cool for this person, worrying trend. The English translation for Jujutsu Kaisen sounds amazingly dumb. I learned something interesting today, chat, about Jujutsu Kaisen. For those who don't know, very popular anime. Like, even if you don't watch anime, you've probably seen some of the stuff around. You may have even caught some spoilers for the current manga because everyone was really pissed at what happened in the manga, and so everyone talked about it. It was on, it was like trending on Twitter. But what interested me about this is, okay, let me, let me actually poll you guys. How many of you guys know of Jujutsu Kaisen? Not simply like watch it, but do you know of it? How many of you know? So, oh, well, surprisingly, not even 50% 50, 50 of you know it. Then this fact may not interest you. I found out what the English translation for the show is. Like it's quite often that we in the West or whatever use the English translation of a name uh, for an anime. But Jujutsu Kaisen, is called Sorcery Fight. No joke. Jujutsu Kaisen, AKA Sorcery Fight, is a Japanese manga series. Sorcery Fight. I can now understand why I've never heard a single English person reference Jujutsu Kaisen by that name. That is amazingly dumb. Sorcery Fight, amazing. Sorcery Fight kind of makes sense, but it sounds amazingly lame. NFTs are finally dead. So we got a lot of news about non-fungible tokens, but it's good news. NFTs are apparently dead, which you could kind of surmise just by like existing in 2023 where people talk about them far less and whatnot. A new report shows that the non-fungible token NFT market has essentially collapsed and nearly all NFTs are practically worthless. 
NFTs are officially dead. 95% of NFTs are estimated to be literally worthless with pieces from top collections mostly being worth $5 to $10. Roughly 25 million people have sat on dead assets thanks to celebrity endorsements. The speculative bubble has pops. There is still definitely some NFTs worth something. There's still that 5% of course, but in general, people's trust and faith in that whole system is, uh, is gone, which is good. Anyone who believed in it from the get-go was being hopelessly, hopelessly naive. My statement on this was as follows. Good, keep it that way. I will never forget all the people who refused to acknowledge all the issues NFTs had and how all their supposed benefits were far better achieved without NFTs or were actually impossible. Sucks for all the victims who got scammed. Crypto is still around though and going, I wouldn't say strong, but like, so you can see Bitcoin, still the most popular, of course. It popped off during COVID. It's now gone back down to, I wouldn't say exactly pre-COVID numbers, but like it's still worth something, you know? For the audio listeners, one Bitcoin is worth 40,000 Australian dollars. And that's probably because crypto has some functional utility. Like I had not bought crypto since 2019 or something. Back back when like Bitcoin was first popping off or whatever, we'd be like, it's $10,000. I don't know if I ever bought crypto actually, but I was given crypto in donations. Like I had a donation link for a little bit and I got some Ethereum and stuff. Eventually I just sold it due to all the difficulties with even holding onto it in Australia at the time because banks were like, oh, do we want this to, to use this or not? Should we make it so people can't buy it? Blah, blah, blah. I think it was banned. You couldn't buy it, at least not easily, for a while there. But regardless, you can get it now. But very recently, I bought Bitcoin for the first time or the second time. I can't, can't remember which. And the reason for that is because in some countries, the payment systems to my country don't really exist. Or there's rules and stuff that prevents me from just sending money to people. And so as like a one-off thing, I was like, look, you help me out with this stuff. I owe you money. And we're just going to wait years for these things to be built. Screw it. I'll give you some Bitcoin. And uh, I, 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 I bought Bitcoin, then immediately sent it on. And I guess they immediately sold it. But Bitcoin's ability to circumvents often a lot of rules that are in place or embargoes or wash money in some cases, I don't know, uh, facilitate potentially illegal stuff. Like that has some functional utility, right? As a store of wealth, when your currency is failing in your country or what have you, like that, there's some functional utility there. I don't think it'll ever replace like actual currencies, uh, fiat currencies and whatnot. But clearly how long Bitcoin is stuck around and keeping its value to some degree. It suggested that this will always exist to some extent, right? As I say, the problem NFTs had was that everything that NFTs did could be done other ways, but far better. Or NFTs were actually worse at doing those things. Go watch that video, The Line Goes Up by Folding Ideas. It just didn't do enough, but it did facilitate endless different scams and rug pulls and stuff. So it's a bad, non-functional or worse product attached to a bunch of scams and it went nowhere. Answering your most interesting questions. So Excalibur asks, do you think Rockstar could be behind spreading such rumors to keep the hype alive for GTA 6? GTA 6 News on Twitter. GTA 6 is rumored to include a period of time where a player will play in the 1970s, 1980s era for a period of time before living in a modern era, similar to GTA 5. This has 3000 plus likes. People are just making up random shit. I swear, like one of these channels will post it and then all the rest will like quote them and say, oh, this is like a rumor that's floating around. There's probably like one guy who runs like six of these accounts and is just like referencing and quote tweeting himself or whatever to spread this shit. The question of, do I think Rockstar likes it? I think they're probably fairly indifferent to it. Sure, there is some measure of needing to keep GTA 6 in the public consciousness to some degree, 
But like, the second the trailer drops, that's all people are going to be talking about, you know? I don't think this far out from the game that they really care, you know? The tweet of Rockstar talking about the leaks of GTA 6 is the most liked gaming-related tweet on all of Twitter for all of time. And that wasn't even the announcement. It was just them going, hey, this leak sucks. And that's it. I think GTA 6 will break records on basically every piece of social media that has ever existed. And I don't think this matters for that. TGG memed it up a bit. He says, Rockstar Games is scheduled to officially unveil GTA 6 on October 26, 2023. Source, my ass. I quote tweeted this and said, I'm going to have to call into question the credibility and reliability of TGG's ass, but I will get to the bottom of whether we should assume this is true. I almost didn't write the second sentence because it's, it's like, it's on the borderline of being funny, having three different puns, B-U-T-T, bottom, and assume, as in assume. But I still did it anyway. I don't care if people appreciate my jokes. I do kind of though. <laughs> there is one rumor that I can confirm is true, and that is that I like it when you hit the like and subscribe button. Thank you for watching, and I wish you all the best.